What's up, guys? Welcome to not another goddamn sports podcast. Uh, been a week, been a hell of a week for me personally, so, so didn't really have any episodes between this week and last week. Uh, but last weekend with the UFC, I went three for six on my picks. Not the best, uh, but also could have done worse. Um, some things did catch me off guard. I did kind of mess up. I had I had picked uh, Chung Sung Woo to beat Julian Arosa originally, but then I changed my pick after looking through the numbers some more. So just goes to show you sometimes shouldn't rely on the numbers. should just go with your gut instinct at first. Uh, but of course, as always, there's another UFC card this weekend. So I'll talk about that a little bit uh, and then probably talk about a little bit of NBA action as well. Um, tonight UFC card uh, I think it's a UFC on ESPN uh, it has a 4 p.m. Eastern start time now a lot of people complain about this but this is actually my preferred start time for these events because it'll be over by 7 and then I can do other shit through the night if I feel like it I hate <laughs> I hate that they start at 10 p.m. go till 1 a.m. Uh, well I live in Texas now so it's 9 p.m. to midnight but still I'm not trying to stay up that late watching fights uh, I would rather be able to kind of like NFL football, watch it in the middle of the day. And then if I want to do something that night, I can. Uh, so this is my preferred starting time for UFC fights. Uh, like I said, not for most people. But anyway, let's kick this motherfucker off. Uh, the first fight on the card tonight, we have Hanata Mo- Moicano versus Jai Herbert. This uh, is an interesting fight. I only say that Herbert's coming off kind of a long layoff uh, in this. He's only had one UFC fight. It was July 2020. He lost his last fight before that was October 2019. He won that one. Um, But, you know, probably not a good look losing your UFC debut. Uh, And then to have, I mean, close to a year off since then, uh, it's hard to imagine, you know, a guy being... On top of his game, I'll say. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, the right way to put that. But yeah, it's hard to think a guy's going to be on top of his game after a layoff like that. Uh, Moicano, on the other hand, now his record over the last few years has been kind of spotty. But at the same time, he's got four He's got four losses to Cheng Sung Jung, Jose Aldo, Brian Ortega, and then Rafael Faziev. Who is the only one I haven't heard of. Those other three guys, if you watch UFC and specifically watch this division... And you definitely know who those guys are. Uh, he's also beat Cub Swanson um, and Calvin Qatar, who is an up-and-coming guy um, within this division as well. So I think just based on having been in the spotlight before, and while he does have losses, they are pretty much all to big names only. Uh, I'm going with Marcano on this one. I just think he's going to pull it out. Uh, I don't think the layoff time for Herbert is going to be good. Um, but I also think, you know, Without having had not, you know, a whole lot of opportunities in UFC so far, uh, I just think the pressure might get to Herbert. Uh, we'll probably see Moicano pull this one out. Uh, the next fight is going to be Tim Means versus Nicholas Dalby. Uh, Tim Means, UFC veteran, um, another guy who, while he has losses, they're pretty much all two really good people, uh, <laughs> and he's got some wins over some really good people too. Uh, Nicholas Dalby is newer to the UFC. Now he's got a few fights there. But one thing that I kind of noticed about his record, his last few fights is a couple of no contests. Uh, He won his last fight by decision in November. Um, 
his fight before that, he, depending on how you look at it, technically he lost, but the guy that he was fighting popped for performance enhancers afterwards, so it was claimed to no contest. Uh, before that, he also has a win over Alex Oliveria, um, a decision win. But this is one of those fights where I got I to gotta go with experience. Um, Tim Means, like I said, he's a veteran. He's been there plenty of times before. He's also coming off a big win over Mike Perry, who you know is a guy that has been making a lot of noise in the UFC and in this division. Uh, and is not an easy fight for anybody by any means. Um, no no uh, pun intended. Damn, I had to think about that word for a second pun. No pun intended on that. Uh, I think Tim Means is just going to pull this one out based on the experience. Uh, I think it's kind of like the last fight. He just has been around a lot more. And again, too, I, th- I think layoffs count for something. Depending on the person's record and, and what they've been through in their fights and stuff like that. And, you know, Dalby, I don't feel, has been tested per se at least not tested in the same way that means has so i just think based on that means is, is gonna pull out the win uh activity and what guys have done recently i think matters a lot uh but it's just one one of those fights where you know i'm gonna gonna side with the guy that has the experience uh and has the more recent experience too next one up is gonna be andre feely versus uh daniel pineda um this one, a kind of another tough one to call. Uh, Pineda, not a ton of UFC action. He's got two fights. His last one was a loss to Cub Swanson. Uh, Feely also, though, coming off a loss to Bryce Mitchell. But again, like I said, another fight that's tough to call only because when I look at Feely's record, he does have a bunch of losses, but they're all two guys who are good. Lost to Sodiq Youssef, lost to Michael Johnson, lost to Calvin Cotter, lost to Yair Rodriguez, all guys you've heard of. But he's got lots of good wins too. Charles Jordan, uh, Miles Jury, Artem Lobov, Dennis Bermudez. And uh, those guys might not have ever been like super famous or anything, but they're all, all guys people have heard of before. Uh, and I think that that counts for something. Um, both guys, well, Feely has had more action. He fought three times in 2020. Pineda fought twice, uh, splitting it one and one. And Feely went two and one. So both guys, or one and two rather, both guys looking to probably rebound a little bit from 2020. Uh, this is probably going to be a hard fight. They'll fight hard for sure. Um, being featherweights, I mean, there's a chance this could also be the fight of the night, to be honest with you. Like I said, both these guys have been around for a minute. Um, both of them kind of coming off spotty 2020. So I imagine 2021 here, they're going to want to try to make some noise. As far as who I'm choosing, this is tough. Uh, I'll probably go with Feely, uh, mostly just based off big fight experience. Um, again, just one of those things when I think a guy's been there before, that definitely says a lot uh, as far as how they're going to handle it. Uh, that to me is always the biggest thing with these fights is who's going to be able to handle the pressure better. Uh, most of the time, the guy that's been around longer and done more is going to end up doing that. I kind of feel like that's what that fight is going to come down to. And to be honest with this card, looking at it, I feel that's what a lot of these fights are coming down to. A lot of these guys on this main card um, seem to have a lot of UFC experience and they're going up guys that don't have as much. Uh, most of the time when I see this, what I think the matchmakers are trying to do is build new stars or get newer guys to see 
one, well, if they can build new stars, then these guys are going to go out and perform the way that they want them to. But then two, it also kind of gives them a test to see how they're going to do, like I said, against these guys that have been there and done that, uh, so to say. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about this next fight, Tanner Bosser versus Ovin St. Pruitt. And really, this probably should have been OSP's heavyweight debut bout. Uh, this style bout definitely should have been more what he did for his first heavyweight fight. Man, I can't remember. I want to say he fought, uh, damn, Ben Rothwell in his uh, heavyweight debut. Same probably that is. And I remember just even heading into that fight, everybody's talking about OSP this, OSP that. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, he's... Uh, He's fighting heavyweight. Yeah, he lost his debut to Rothwell. Okay, he's had two fights since then. I did. I actually did not know that. Um, oh, he went back down to light heavyweight. So this is interesting. I haven't been kept up with OSP's career. But like I said, when he was fighting Rothwell, I was like, man, this is experienced heavyweight. And you're going up a weight class. If you're not used to that size difference, there's a good chance you're going to get handled. Uh, and that's what I feel happened when he fought Rothwell. Then he went back down to 205 and and got a win against Alonzo Menfield. Then he lost the catchweight bout to Jamal Hill. Uh, and now we have here, he's fighting Tanner Boster um, at heavyweight again. Now, like I said, to me, this should have been uh, OSP's, the, the type of fight should have been OSP's heavyweight debut in reality. Uh, Boster's coming off two losses, one to Lira Latifi, one to Andre Orlovsky. But he had two wins before that. Uh, he's also lost the guy in the main event, Cyril Ghosn. Um, but that being the case, <clears throat> I just I think OSP is should win. I guess I'll I'm gonna put it that way. He should win. Now I say that because I think he'll probably have a better training camp, um, better coaches, and all that kind of stuff around him. So theoretically, <clears throat> that should equal out to a win. He should have a better game plan to go in there and do the damn thing. Uh, handle his business uh, but there's a reason that they fight the fight game is unpredictable uh, so Boster could end up winning this but I don't really see that happening if he does to me it's one of those things where damn didn't see that happening uh, completely unpredictable um, I really think OSP should just walk away with this one uh, but again there's a reason that they fight the fights and if nothing else, all I ever really hope for is that these things are exciting. <laughs> I don't really want to watch like a bunch of boring decisions, um, you know, but we'll see what happens when they get in there. Again, I think OSP is going to win this one, uh, but Boster could could surprise us. And then we have the main event, Cyril Gaon versus Alexander Volkov. Uh, Cyril Gaon fighting from France. Uh, he's undefeated so far, 8-0. He's shown up every time that he's he's had to fight guys. Obviously, he's undefeated. Uh, but even in UFC, uh, you know, he's got he's on a five fight win streak in the heavyweight division. That's actually pretty impressive. Um, from what I have seen of him, he's mostly a grappler. Uh, not so much about the striking. Uh, he uses his grappling a lot, from what I've seen, to kind of carry out decisions sometimes um he does have a few submission wins uh but what i tell people all the time is all that really matters is just that you you win at the end of the day <laughs> uh volkov to be honest what i really know alexander volkov for is that fight with Derek lewis 
when he was beating Derek Lewis pretty much the whole time, and then Derek Lewis knocked him out in like the last 10 seconds of the fight. Uh, that's the only fight I remember him being in. But looking at his records, not bad. He knocked out Alistair Overeem in his last fight. Uh, it's actually in February this year. Um, he's beat Walt Harris. Uh, he's got a loss to Curtis Blades, who Curtis Blades really good. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who has definitely been up for title contention. He's been in the talk plenty of times. Uh, he's got a win against Greg Hardy, and then that loss to Derek Lewis. Uh, but he's got other big wins for Brice Overdoom, Stefan Struve, Roy Nelson. These are all really good guys. Uh, so this is going to be a very good test for Cyril Gaunt. Um, is he going to be able to use his grappling to really wear down Volkov and you know pull out another win? Now, I say this too because to me, Volkov is more of a striker. Uh, he's got way more stoppages with punches and things like that. Um, but, you know, these guys, these days, they have to train everything. So just because we don't really see Volkov grapple that much, to me, doesn't say that much. Um, he could definitely still, uh, or I should say, he could definitely negate Gon's grappling game um, and try to force him into stand-up, uh, which I think will probably suit Volkov a little more. Uh, this one is tough for me to call because I haven't really watched very much of either guy. But I think in this one, man, straight up, this is a tough fight to call for me. Like I said, because I don't watch very either guy very often, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Volkov. <laughs> I struggled, as you can see, really picking this one. Um, and again, I say that because we haven't seen Gone Lost. When you haven't seen a guy lose, it is... To me, tough to say like, oh, well, I think he'll win or lose because of this. Never seen the guy lose, regardless of if he's winning by decision or stopping guys with submissions or anything like that. Um, when you haven't seen a guy lose, it's tough to say, oh, well, here's his weaknesses and here's his strengths because we haven't technically seen him yet. Um, with Volkov, we've seen that if he gets drawn into a brawl, <laughs> it might not go the greatest for him. Uh, but he has definitely faced some really good grapplers and some guys that are, you know, at the top in regards to that. So it's tough for me. Uh, I think I'll go with, excuse me, momentum. I'll go with gone on this one. Uh, I'll say he'll remain undefeated. Um, and this too, to me, this fight here, we could see, uh, in next challenge to come out of this. If gone wins, I think he'll definitely get, uh, the next title shot at heavyweight. Um, I don't think the John Jones stuff is going to happen anytime soon. So uh, I think we're just going to have to move on from that. Uh, and if Volkov wins, I, I hesitate to say he'll get a title shot, but he'll definitely be like one more fight. If he wins that one, he'll definitely get a title shot. If he wins this, I could see him and Derek Lewis rematching, uh, for number one contendership. Um, but like I said, I think if Gon wins, I think he just gets a title shot right off the bat. Uh, I don't think that they have him fight Derek Lewis or anything like that. You know, and Gon just won, won the title uh, in an impressive fashion. So I know Dana and the matchmakers, they're going to want to try to get him uh, back in there as soon as they can. Um, either way, you know, good afternoon of fights. Uh, I, I tend to like these cards, too, because I think the guys tend to be a little hungrier, uh, which means they're going to fight harder, most likely. Uh, so, um, and I didn't watch, I didn't watch last week's show, but I might watch this week's, uh, being that, like I said, middle of the afternoon, I'm not going to be struggling to stay awake and that stuff. Uh, in other sports, NBA has 
definitely been crazy. <laughs> I don't think anybody predicted the Milwaukee Bucks and Atlanta Hawks Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and even in the Western Conference, it's kind of crazy to see the Clippers and the Suns playing. Uh, and so far, both series definitely looking like they're going to be good. Um, I still, I, you know, well, I guess I'll say I, whoever wins the West is who I want to see win the championship at the end of the day. I want either the Clippers or the Suns to win. Uh, the Clippers, I kind of want to see them win because I'm a Kawhi Leonard fan. Uh, I think he's actually all around the best player in the game today. I include defense when I say that. I think he is the best. Uh, and I'd, lo- I'd li- love to see him go on his championship tour. So he, you know, won in San Antonio. Then he went to Toronto for one year and won the title there. And so in even just his second year in L.A., I'd love to see the Clippers win a title. Uh, I think it would just kind of cement him really as the powerhouse that I think he is in the NBA. Uh, that's for damn sure. And then the Suns, sentimental favorites. I uh, remember... You know, in the 90s, the Charles Barkley Suns teams going real far in the playoffs all the time. Uh, Chris Paul, you want to see that guy win a championship for fucking sure. Uh, And, I mean, there's just something about a scrappy young team that's coming up in the game that, you know, you want to see them do do the damn thing. Uh, But either way, I think it's going to be exciting just to have a new champion and to see how things turn out. Uh, It'll be cool just to see how it goes. Right now, uh, I think Philadelphia and Atlanta are tied one-to-one. Or Philadelphia and Atlanta, goddamn, they're not even playing anymore. (laughs) Milwaukee and Atlanta are tied one-to-one. And uh, Clippers are down two-to-one. But so far, every playoff series this year, they've been down two-to-zero and come back to win them. So they were down two-to-zero in this one. They're already back to two-to-one. Uh, who knows what could happen with the games that are left. But like I said, whoever wins that series is the ones I, I think I'd like to see win the title overall. Uh, but to me, the biggest news in the NBA this week was the 76ers not just being eliminated from the playoffs, but all the talk about Ben Simmons and trading him and what's going to happen with him. Uh, now, the one thing, uh, to me, this is kind of crazy talk. The main reason why is because Ben Simmons to me is a defensive player. He's not a guy that I'm going to bring to score points or even necessarily run my offense per se. Uh, He's a guy that I'm going to want if I need a really good defensive point guard. But when I look at the league, there's not a lot of teams I can think of where like, okay, yeah, that would be a good fit. Uh, Just because it's such an offensive minded league right now. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of teams that rely on their defense to get things done. Um, And in that regard, the teams that are defensive minded, I'm not necessarily sure that they would benefit from a guy like Ben Simmons. I think about a team like Memphis. Uh, You know, they got John Morant there. I don't really feel like they need help with point guard uh, situation. But if there are any teams that I think, you know, Ben Simmons could end up at, I would probably call the Clippers. To be honest with you, I think the Clippers could be a good fit. They're more of a defensive-minded team. Um, I Personally, I don't know who their point guard is. I'm not going to lie. It could be someone really good and really famous. (laughs) But, you know, Ben Simmons is the guy everybody talks about in that position right now, uh, and especially given his problems and things like that. But I just say that again because I'm not going to bring this guy in to be a scorer. He does not score. He does not score points. He's had problems with shooting. And I point that out a lot because 
I think that's what most people want to bring a point guard in for, to score points or just to run the offense. And you don't hear so much about Ben Simmons doing that. You hear him playing the defense a lot. Uh, and again, I just don't feel a lot of these teams are going to be defensive-minded. Um, just even looking at the teams right now, it's like the Clippers are the only team I could see them going to and really making a difference right off the bat as far as how they play and, and handle everything. Uh, and it, it's one of those situations that's interesting because I feel Ben Simmons is a guy that everybody is talking about and giving all this attention to just based off of potential. Um, like I said, especially if you ask Philly fans, they're going to tell you he's disappointing. A hundred thousand percent, they're going to tell you he's disappointing. And given that, it's like I don't understand why everybody would not just have such big talk about it, but think it's such a big deal for him to go somewhere else. Uh, I think if I was in Philadelphia, I would want him somewhere else. Uh, I need a point guard that can run the game. That's their job. It's what they're supposed to do. So uh, when you just you know, hear from everybody about how disappointing this guy is, it just makes it interesting to me to see so many people kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, I guess, losing their minds over him uh, potentially going somewhere. Um, I don't, like I said, see a lot of teams he could go to and affect in a positive way right away. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to him and see what the 76ers can get for him. Uh, like I said, I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams offering up a ton of things to get this dude. So uh, as far as the return on their investment, um, I can't imagine it's going to be anything amazing or great. Uh, you know, maybe a mid-level point guard, starting point guard and and like a second or a third round pick or something. Uh, I don't think they get a first round pick for him, for sure. I don't think that they get a superstar for him. Um, I just think it's going to be kind of some a mid-level player, another mid-level player, and maybe some draft picks. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Like I said, other than what's happening in the playoffs, to me, that's kind of the biggest news in the NBA right now is what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. But to me, the bigger thing is, what will happen with Ben Simmons when he does get to this new team? Uh, will he start performing the way that everybody in Philadelphia expected him to? Because sometimes that's what happens. Or is he going to keep having some of the same woes? Uh, ultimately, time will tell. But we'll see what happens. And that's going to be it for today. As always, thanks for checking this podcast out. Uh, if you enjoyed any of my takes or anything like that, you agree with any of this shit, Go ahead, share, subscribe, all that normal stuff people tell you to do when you check these things out. Uh, and then tune in for my next episode. I'm going to try to get one out in the next few days. Like I said, I'm going to watch these fights this afternoon, uh, and I'll do a recap on that one. As always, thanks for checking this out. Catch y'all on the flippity flip.